Hello, twe, twe. <laughs> You're listening to the Ebu Talks podcast. Uh, my name is Ebu Baby. You're welcome to episode 15 of the Ebu Talks podcast. Like I said, I'm really excited today. I'm going to try to clear my voice because hmm, there are a lot of questions that I'm going to be answering on this episode. It's going to be a Q&A episode. I put up a question tag on my Instagram story and you guys came through with the questions and I'm so excited to answer them in this episode so thank you so much if you're not following the instagram page and if you missed the whole question tag story timeline thing just follow us at able talks pod so that you can see stuff and contents that i'm creating for you so you're gonna have to like the content share the content tell everybody about the content you know do just show me some love please <laughs> please because all this effort should not be in vain yeah and also i think another q and tag will be going up really shortly but in case you cannot wait for that like you have burning question you have a desire to just bombard me with question just send me a dm and you know if i cannot reply personally i would push it to the next time i'm doing a q and a episode so thank you so much for the love Without further ado, without much long talk, let's get right into today's episode. Yeah, so um, I got a lot of questions, which I'm really grateful for. So I'm going to be dividing um, this Q&A episode into three major segments. So I'm going to be talking about, based on the questions that I received from you, so I'm going to be talking about relationships. Like everybody want to know, Ebon, are you in love? Ebon, who's your man? Ebon, what's going on? Hmm. I'm going to tell you, okay? Don't tell anybody, but I'm going to... Not me saying don't tell anybody, but this thing is going to air, okay? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, okay? So we're going to talk about relationships. And the next segment is going to be like adulting and just personal or life-related questions in general. And the last segment is going to be podcast and content-related questions because... You guys just want to know everything about me. And I'm here to tell you, just worry, just relax. So, you know, just grab grab a juice, grab a cup of cold Ribena or juice, whatever you drink. Just make sure it's healthy, okay? And just sit back and relax and listen to Ebon Baby answer your questions. Okay, let's go. So the first one, obviously, we're starting with relationships, right? The fir- first of all, I, I want to just disclaimer. I'm not a love doctor. So everything I say here, take it with a pinch of salt, a big grain of salt, a big grain of rice. What did, the, what did the experts call it? Just take it lightly, please. Don't tell me that. Don't message me two weeks after and say, Ebu, I listened to you and, you know, I, I, I applied it to my relationship and my boyfriend broke up with me. Please! <laughs> that is between you and your maker, okay? Just, let's, let's just be focused here. These are my opinions, so please... I mean, just just take it in faith, in good faith, okay? So the first thing is, what are the things to consider before entering a relationship? So I'm going to be like just talking about my personal experience. Let me say personal experience as if, oh gosh, I beg. But for me, if I were to enter a relationship today, the things that I would consider non-negotiably, like my non-negotiables are the spirituality of my partner and the person's just... Let's divide it into two major two major groups, right? So firstly, what matters to me most is the person's spirituality, the person's relationship with God. I don't just mean like a church goer or let's say somebody in a service unit, which which all these things are amazing, right? But I mean, I want to see that the person has an intimate relationship with God. Because if this person doesn't love God, there is no way under this heaven and earth or in the middle of this heaven and earth that the person can love me if the person does not have 
a genuine understanding of how the love of God is or if the person has not really experienced you know you see like when, when you're so filled with the love of God it's just easy for you to love people right so I want to know if the person genuinely loves God and yeah so that's like a no-brainer for me like it's not negotiable i don't i don't do you know I'm, I'm spiritual but i'm not religious like i don't there's some people that they say oh no no no, no i'm spiritual like i'm spiritual what do you believe i believe in the universe and the atmosphere and the star i'm sorry that can't work <laughs> you have to believe in the death burial and resurrection of my lord jesus christ so for me that's that's just personal i i have to see that the person has an intimate relationship with god and is willing to grow because i can see that that would reflect in the way the person loves me and how the person handles me because i mean if your whole life is dedicated to pleasing god and serving god we're not going to be having issues with you know are you going to be abusive you know are you not going to take care of me financially you know are you not going to be there emotionally for me because all these things basically the responsibilities of a man and his wife because for me if i'm dating it's meant to lead to marriage right all these things are explicitly um explicitly say you see if i'm making me short of words and this is just the first question all these things are explicitly stated in the bible so i don't want to have any doubts regarding that i took some time to dwell on this because that's really the foundation of relationships for me so the second you know group is just going to be like values like moral values and personal values compatibility and all so i want to know is this person do this person and i think i like we don't necessarily have to agree on every single thing but you know our values should be basically the same like do you believe what i believe you know like just your personal values what do you think about money you know what do you think about association with people you know how are you when you talk to people that are in a lower class than you how are you when you talk to people that are in a higher class than you are you a kisser you get all those kind of things so for me i would really consider how the person really is to me to people around me and to people that they seemingly don't even know right i just want to know that i am in a relationship with a sensible person and i like funny people so for me my partner has to be really funny and gorgeous because i'm me <laughs> i don't be looking at you i want my heart to be ding 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 <laughs> i don't want to be looking at you and like i'm like okay god bless you i wanna again i wanna feel it that ah I chose right you get so those are the things that i would consider before i enter a relationship so you know the physical attraction has to be there to be honest you have to be fine I'm, you just have to be fine sorry about that you have to be fine the next question i've already spent too much time on this one question but the next question how do you know where to end situationships so situationships are like you know i like you you like me but we're not really ready to commit yet so is that weird phase between the talking stage and an actual relationship for me I don't even think I would ever be in a situation because at the beginning, I would have properly defined what I want from this, right? And in the situation, you know, it's very difficult to know where it's headed. If you guys are still getting to know each other, right? You don't know if you really like this person enough to commit. But I think I would end it when the situation is, is taking long. Like, the, I mean... You, especially if my partner has already, you know, admitted or confessed to having feelings for me, but is really scared of commitment. I feel like at that point, for me personally, because I don't have a problem with commitment. I know that that might just be a personal opinion because people really have past trauma and, you know, it's not easy for everybody to commit. But I don't have a problem with commitment once I've realized that, okay, this person is in line with my values and, you know, we're just working towards the same goal. So I would end the situationship when it's like, this person is not even really sure 
whether they want to be with me. Like, I don't like uncertainty at all. And it obviously should boil down in a bishop. It obviously should relate to my relationships. I don't know what I was saying about boil down. Is that English or am I just hungry? Okay. <laughs> but I don't like uncertainty at all. Like, I want some sort of stability and situationships don't really give that. So I'm not really a fan of. Let's see where it is going. Nah. So I would end it when I realize that I'm on one side of the coin. The person is on the totally other side where they are not sure if they want to commit or be with me. And I don't like that. What age do I want to marry? When the Lord pleases. <laughs> when it suits the Lord. Because I remember when I was younger and I was, I, you know, see, see, I was never one of those people that, like my younger sister, Tishi. Tishi wants to marry at like 21 <laughs> or 19. Like, I don't even know for her. But I've never been one of those people that is like rushing to get married. I really just want to get married right because it's really fundamental and pivotal in somebody's destiny. You cannot marry wrong and it's not affects you. It's who affects you. So, but I would say that when I was younger, I, I, I would say like I was married when I'm like 26, 20, 25, 26, 27, just in that age range. I know that my plan is good love it, right? But that's, that was my plan. That, I mean, that, that used to be my plan. Right now, I don't even know. I just really want to make it in life. <laughs> do I feel lonely? And if I do, how do I handle it? Yeah, I feel really lonely sometimes, especially when I come back from work some days, pretty early and i just feel like i don't have anybody to talk so i don't have anybody to like spend time with so like loneliness sort of creeps in and just random times when i wake up and i'm just in my feelings and i'm just like gosh i wish i had you know a community where i wish i had somebody to just reach out to and just you know spend chill time with right and how do i handle it i basically do things that i really enjoy so for me that could be you know, just relaxing, watching a movie. I really enjoy watching YouTube videos. And the only kind of YouTube videos I enjoy watching, um, documentaries, random documentaries, to be honest. I just enjoy it. And the funny thing is that when you ask me, what did you learn from this thing? I might not be able to highlight it, but in the moment, I'm really enjoying the documentary. So when I'm lonely, I just try to do things that make me happy. And I try to enjoy my own company. So that's something I'm really learning because it's not that people don't have your time. It's just that sometimes their timing is different. So you might need somebody at this point in time and they might not be available. So I'm learning to enjoy my company a lot more. And also sometimes to push the pride aside and reach out to a friend and say, oh, hi, I feel quite lonely. You know, can we get on a call or, you know, can you come see me? It's just... I'm trying to be less prideful, right? And actually let my friends know when I have emotional needs that I feel like they can help me meet. So that's how it is for me. If someone uses your emotional weakness to bend you to their will, is it good? There's nothing good about that. Um, I know that there's some people that take advantage of people's emotional nature. So it's not good. Like, I don't even know what kind of question this is. It's bad. Flee. Flee from that kind of person. Flee from that kind of relationship. Flee from that kind of friendship because... I don't know. They're just trying to manipulate you to do what they want because they know that you are emotionally attached to them. And that sounds toxic, my love. That sounds really toxic. What's my view on loyalty? Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. I love it. <laughs> like, we love you, bro. And it's not just about, like, cheating um, physically. Like, it's not until you go and you are just, I don't know, touching everybody and making out with everybody that I would consider you cheating. I think for me, it's more of an emotional thing, right? If I'm in a relationship with somebody, I want to be their best friend 
So I expect that there are certain things that I should know about them that not everybody should know. It's just my own personal point of view. If you disagree, that's your business. When you have your own podcast, talk about your own views, okay? This is my podcast, it's my views. So I just want to know, you know, certain things that I feel like the public shouldn't necessarily know or things that are just dear to your heart. And if I find out that I'm not the only one that knows this, like, or there are a couple of other people, it's not like you should not have friends, it's not like you should not tell your friends, but there should be like a significant difference between your friends and your partner. So... I, I just want commitment in that and loyalty in that sense where emotionally I can be your safe space. I can be mine as well. What's my view on passionate lovers? I, I love passionate love. I don't like all those watered down love. It's not like, you guys already know that I'm not really the biggest fan. See, it's not like I don't like love. I do. I just don't like the way it's portrayed in media. So I don't really listen to romantic songs i don't really watch romantic movies unless i'm like coerced to be honest i'm just not a fan of it i'd rather really watch comedy or crime but i like passionate love i i like to be loved passionately even like friendships too i want i just want to know and feel valued and you know important to somebody and it it can be expressed so that's what passionate love is to me expressing your genuine love and affection for somebody like without having to consider that oh you know let me water it down so this person will see me a certain type of way like love me passionately and express it that's what i like what's my take on long distance hmm? international love <laughs> i don't know i feel like it can work there are people that make it work and if i were in a long distance relationship I feel like I can make it work. I don't want to say it explicitly because you think you can until you actually get there. But I feel like I would be pissed if, let's say, I'm on the phone with my partner. So let's say I'm, mm, let me be the one abroad, okay? I'm in Canada, right? And my, my partner is in Abuja. Or oh, I was in Abuja, Lagos, in the trenches. And then I'm talking, I'm on the phone, I'm like, oh, baby, this, this place is so cold, so cold. And the person, my partner's like, ah, me that I've been sweating, <laughs> I've been sweating violently today. And we're not going to be able to bond over that. And to me, that's toxic. Why am I going to be complaining about cold and going to be complaining about heat? That's, mm-mm. It doesn't work for me like that. Let's be in the same climate. Let's be in the same time zone you know let's bond over similar weather conditions and also it depends on your love language to be honest if your love language is predominantly physical touch i think it's going to be quite difficult you know because you might want a hug or just like a pat on the head you see the way i'm choosing my physical touch things slightly <laughs> god have mercy have mercy on us jesus or you know you just want like some romancing okay and the person is like you know 70 billion miles away that's not gonna really work for you but if your love languages are you know gift giving is not you know location dependence right or words of affirmation so for me my i really like words of affirmation so you can really affirm me from any part of the world i mean just affirm just communicate your affirmations so i think it really depends but for me it can work but at the same time it's not the easiest thing so there has to be a lot of communication and a lot of mutual understanding that, okay, we're in different time zones. So sometimes you might want to talk to me over the phone and I might really be fighting sleep. So we have to just compromise, right? Meet at the middle. Who is my boyfriend? <sighs> That's a good question. What are your aches? <laughs> Let's move first, Dart, okay? What are my aches? I think my major ick, especially, you know, since this is like a relationship segment, is being called pet names by people that I don't send. Like, why are you calling me your dear? Personally, I don't even like the pet name dear, like that endearing name. I don't like dear. Am I your dear? 
if if it's like a girl that's like, I'm hey dear, like you know that that's 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 different. If it's like a guy that I don't really send, hi dear, tiny dear, who's your dear? Who's your bro? Like mm, I like I use bro a lot, but like don't don't call me an endearing name when you know that I don't send you. Even if you don't know whether I send you or not. I think you should know if I send you. Don't just don't call me an endearing name. I'm not a fan of that. So those are the questions in the relationship segments that I was able to answer. I wasn't able to answer everything. Like I said, we'll do another QA soon and you know I would put the question tag up for longer. And I also don't want to extend this episode too much. But yeah. I hope I answered everything. Apart from that, who is your boyfriend? I don't know. Ask yourself. Just try let's play a guessing game. Who is my boyfriend? Hmm? Who? Let's move on, okay? <laughs> so the next segment is adulting and personal questions. So the first question here is how is life after NYSC? Hmm. There is there is like a harsh transition between university and NYSC. And the transition between NYSC and adulting is even harsher because it's like it just pushes you to a non-structured world in the sense that you're just fully open to life at this point at least that's how it was for me because like in school there was some sort of structure and i thrive really well when there is like predefined structure i, I don't really have that much self-discipline and self-control and i feel like the lord is helping me build it gradually day after day but i like it when there's already like a structure or like a timetable for me to follow and with the way the real world is, you're basically just living life and time is actually going and sometimes you don't even realize it because with NYSC, you know you're looking forward to something ending, right? So there's this one year time frame where you're working in, at your PPA, you're going for CDS, you're looking forward to its ending. But I feel like for me, the way adulting has been is that there's really not, there's no end. Like, there's no end to look forward to. Apart from, like, the coming of Jesus, there's, <laughs> there's no end inside. So, it's been really hard for me to just find my way around it. I'm not even lie. And to put discipline in place. Like, to discipline myself to know that, okay, everyone do this per time. Because it's like, there are no deadlines. It's just, you're living your life. And it's you have to live it well for you to make the most of it. So, life after NYC has not really been so easy for me. It hasn't, I'm not even lie. It hasn't been easy. But God is on the throne. Amen. How did I answer, um how did I handle life after school? I didn't handle it. It handled me. <laughs> I was really not prepared for what life after school was going to throw at me. And I feel like my uni tried. I don't blame anybody to be honest. But you know, nothing really prepares you for the jungle that is this world, especially for the jungle that is Nigeria and for the even jungular jungle that is Lagos. So, you know, life after school has really been coming at me hard. And, you know, it's the fact that I, I thought I was going to be exempt from all the trials and tribulations. Forgetting that in God's word, it even says, Beloved, you will experience trials and tribulations in this world, but don't be, don't be overcome with fear because I have overcome the world, yeah. So, I, you know, I, trials and tribulations, they do, they do usually show up once in a while, but God is on the throne. That's honestly my answer for every adulting question. God is on the throne. And it's just how, I like it how I've been able to talk to God about the littlest things and he has actually come through. Let me give you a little story time. I said I was not going to talk too much, but I mean, yeah. So, um, on Thursday, I was going to work and I was praying that, you know, I was going to see a bus on time because I left quite late, right? I left my house by like 6.15 and that's pretty late because I might not see a bus around that time. So I really pray that God, please send me a bus. I want, And I always pray about this, like God, please, I want a bus, please, I want a bus. And I've seen the difference when I actually pray about it and when I don't. So I got to the bus stop and there was no bus. 
and I was I was just really anxious. I was like, God, please, God, please. And the day before, I already told God. I didn't really tell God, but like I was thinking about it. So I was in the bus the day before coming back home. And, you know, I was like, ah, I've never really sat down at the front of the bus when I'm going to work in the morning. And it's really be nice because it's comfortable. And I just see how, you know, comfortable it looks, you know, from the back when I'm like squeezed up against two women and their seven children compared to people at the front that are like comfortable and all. So I was just telling God that, not really telling God, I was saying it in my mind that I would really like to sit down at the front one day. So fast forward to the next day, I didn't see a bus and I was already like freaking out because I'm like, I had to get to work early and there's no bus. I didn't want to hustle. I was really tired. And I just thought it's my spirit that I should wait. But I now heard people calling out for like Obalende, Obalende at the other side of where I was waiting. And I still felt it's my spirit to wait. You know how, how bad it was? Like I was going, somebody tapped me and said, wait, like don't go there, just wait. Another bus would come and I was like, let me draw. And I went there and funny how when I got to where I thought I would be able to enter this bus, they were even calling the bus 500 now and I was even ready to pay because I was tired of waiting as opposed to like 300 or 400 that I would normally pay. So when I got there, the bus was full and the bus had already, already even left. So coming back down, I now heard them like saying no Balendi again. So I now like was able to enter that one. You know, I still felt bad that like I was stubborn because if I had waited, I would have been able to enter it easily, right? So when I entered that one, you know, I was still re remembering the thoughts I had the previous day when I was like, oh, to be nice to sit down at the front, right? So I was I already sat down you know, in the middle seats and people were already squeezing me. I was already uncomfortable, like bro, because conductor is going to sit down there and that place is going to be full and tight. So one mom was not waiting, she was like other. There are two, she wants to sit down with her sister. And the only available spaces were the one beside me and one at the front. And she's like, ah, there are two. And I said she should not worry that I will go and sit down at the front. And it was shocking because people usually rush the front. And that was how I actually sat down at the front that day and found a bus at a cheaper price because God actually helped me. So God has really been helping me in this whole adulting thing. That's the long and short of this my story. God has really been helping me and coming through for me. And I'm really grateful because I know that I do not deserve, I don't deserve it at all. I really don't deserve it, but God is faithful. Yeah, I always have to find a way to preach. Gosh, is money everything? A wise man once said, and we once said, I'll be sung. Money is done everything. I don't want everything. I just want plenty of money for my pockets. And that is my life mantra. So the song is Flex and Dime by Ike the Gong. And that that line always resonates with me. Money is not everything. I don't want everything. I just want plenty of money in my pocket. That's the answer to that is money everything for me, to be honest. What do you think do I want to try out this year? I would say bowling and maybe paint bowling. Like I want to do a lot more physical activity. Like just have fun aside from just going out to eat. So that's what I want to do this year. What is my position in the family? I'm the first child. I feel like I've mentioned this so many times, but I'm the first child. If money was not a problem, what would I do for a living? Wow. I feel like I would be a full-time content girl. Like all these lifestyle influencers that, you know, wake up and then they set their phone and they stretch. And they say, oh, hi, guys, welcome back to my life. <laughs> I just, I like the whole content, you know, thing. And I know that it's not the easiest thing. And I know that having money actually makes it significantly easier because, you know, you're able to, like, upskill and get gadgets. I know that you don't just need money to start, but I feel like if money was not a problem, if I didn't have to worry right now about, like, bills and a career, 
I would really it's not like content is not a career you understand what I mean it's just something I really enjoy and I would like to one day make a career out of it so yeah so start subscribing to my YouTube channel that doesn't exist but it will exist soon and also maybe like a food critic not because I really know food and how to cook or how it tastes but I just really want to go and be eating food for free and having somebody pay for it for me hmm how am I dealing with adulthood in terms of work and building a career? <clears throat> um, not not really as well as I would like to because I already have like a career goal in mind. So I like nine to five in, like I like the corporate world and all. But the honest truth is that I've not really given myself to acquire the skills that I need. I've been really lazy about it and it's not good. So how am I handling it now? Not the best. I feel like I can handle it a lot better because I should really be more specific and more disciplined to do the things that I need to do to see the life I want to see. And also really just want a good, well-paying job with like a lot of employee benefits. And it's just a lot of things that I want, but I feel like I'm not really in line with that yet because i'm lazy that's just the truth but i'm still trying to get myself back on track and build discipline in building the career that i really want so yeah that's basically it um do i prefer watching or listening to content i prefer listening I prefer listening because i like to listen and do other things so most times i want to listen to something and you know design something or clean or just i don't know take a walk so watching requires a lot more attention but i prefer listening like the way you can listen to me and you can do chores you can you know talk to your baby you can you know you know wash wash plates you can clean your room you can do so many things when you're listening to a baby which i know that you're doing right now how do i relax um i just chill <laughs> let me tell you what an ideal day of relaxation would be for me so i would wake up you know i would have slept for like eight hours then i would wake up i would stretch i'll have breakfast in bed you know just chill or i'll be watching like a movie okay wait i've not i've not included my devotion because devotion is really relaxing for me so i wake up and I do my not me saying breakfast in bed before feasting on the word of god god i'm so sorry <laughs> i would wake up you know do my devotion spend time with god feast on the word of god because man shall not live by bread alone then i'll now have bread and egg <laughs> and it's i'll just like the the atmosphere like the weather would be cool you know everything would just be nice ah soft and then you know i would just like watch a movie like a crime investigation discovery something like that then i would just like maybe talk to my friends maybe like chill with family just a really laid back day maybe get some work what am i saying why am i deceiving myself there'll be no work in my day of relaxation there'll be no work maybe i'll go to like the spa get like a spa treatment go shopping you know just soft life things you know just soft baby girl things that's basically how i would like to relax but right now considering this current state of my bank how i relax i basically just get myself something nice like one nice thing probably like food or like a nice snack i just chill maybe put on the fan and eat and just watch something and sleep off from there that's really just how i relax right now do i enjoy using journals yes i journal a lot i've been journaling since like my 200 level and that's 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 quite a while now. I journal a lot. I write everything down. I'm always journaling. Always, always journaling. If you want to get me a journal, please do. 
I'm open to that. Oh, the next question is even about gifts. Do I like thoughtful gifts? What would I like as gifts? Yes, I like thoughtful gifts. I like gifts that are not just generic. Things that you know that I needed and that you now ended up getting for me. So a thoughtful gift for me would be something that would help, let's say, my content creation. Like a mic, a tripod stand, maybe like a ring light, um, maybe like a power bank because I don't have a power bank. And, you know, maybe like accessories that I like. So I like gold jewelry. I don't really like silver jewelry. So if it's like, you know, a gold bracelet, not me giving you guys wish list. Okay, Valentine is coming. Allow me to be your fal, okay? <laughs> Ask me. Don't be shy. Ask me. I'll be your fal, okay? Um, just, you know, nice gifts that I actually like. You know, jewelry, clothes money i like money <laughs> money is a really thoughtful gift for me send me food you know nice nice stuff how am i i'm really good i'm doing really good i'm i'm good what's my favorite color my favorite color is purple and yellow i think you can tell my favorite colors are purple and like goldish goldish yellow i don't know if that's a color but i like the combination of purple and gold that's probably like my wedding color so in case like you don't get Actually, be just like I wear purple, anything purple and good, and pull up for my wedding. What's um, okay? How do I get back on track when I'm spiritually tired? I set the atmosphere that I know that I would want to be in. I know that it's not easy to bounce back, especially when you spent a lot of time with God and you just see your relationship. Like after a while, let's say some of us get very comfortable and complacent when we spent a lot of time with God, then we now stop because we're so comfortable and we're like, okay, I've attained this point of spiritual maturity. I can go two days or three days without devotion. And I've really seen the impact in my life because I noticed that when I don't spend as much time as I would normally do with God, it shows. It shows in my mood. It just shows in my sensitivity. Like I'm, I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. So what I try to do is get back on track with like worship music and chants because these things would actually spur you to pray and they would awaken a sort of spiritual sensitivity in you i mean you cannot be hearing lawrence oil chanting or theophilo sunday or like victoria renzi or abby Odromu chanting and then you just be bland i mean your spirit will literally revive right so i try to play chants and worship music a lot i also just try to read the word of god it's really comforting like it is really comforting i know that sometimes you might not really feel like praying but it's not really about your feelings you can set the atmosphere that you want and also accountability reach out to somebody that you know you can be spiritually accountable to join a community that you know that you can be spiritually accountable to so that's basically how i get back on track with accountability and with you know setting the atmosphere setting the tone of worship What's the best way to read with distractions? Remove them. I don't think you can read with distractions. It might be friends, it might be food, it might be anything, social media, it might be your phone. Just remove it. I remember when I was in school, I used to lock up my iPod when it was time for me to study because I was like obsessed with always being on my iPod and scrolling on Instagram. So I would lock it up and put the key somewhere that I knew would stress me to go and get. Or I would just give it to somebody and tell the person not to give me until I'm done reading. So remove it. That's the best way to deal with distractions. Just remove the distraction. So those are all the questions for adulting. And I've answered a lot of questions. Chai, adulting are personal questions. Now the last segment, I'm going to be really quick because I don't want to just talk so much. I've been talking for quite a while now. 
podcasting and content related questions why did i decide to start a podcast okay if you do not know i used to run a blog i ran a blog for four years and you know i just like genuinely generally and genuinely i just like talking and creating content so a blog was going well until i felt like i needed a more personal way to reach out to people and i mean what's more personal than hearing me through your earphones or on your speakers do you get so i just wanted something more personal a more personal way of sharing content and that's why i decided to go for podcasting and i just felt like it would be it's not it's not as it doesn't require as much from you as youtube would so you know i was like, considering doing youtube but i'm like you know setting up filming space all of that good stuff i'm not really there yet and i don't really want to get there yet so let me just take you one step at a time so i started to go with podcasting but hopefully i would start doing a video podcast soon i just need to get like a recording space right what i study in university i studied management information systems in university covenant university did i learn graphics design yes and no i learned it from like youtube tutorials none of that but i didn't learn it formally so it was not like i attended the graphics design course i just feel like i design like it's just in me <laughs> i don't know how to explain it because i've been designing for quite a while not really with canva but i remember being small and drawing a lot of random ugly dresses but it's not like i'm a fashion designer or anything but i've always just liked the idea of designing and creating something how do i know what to talk about per episode is the holy spirit all inspiration comes from the holy spirit personal convictions things that he's telling me per time things that i'm learning mistakes that i'm making really just the holy spirit who is the famous person i would like to have on my podcast mega 99 if you know mega 99 you know anybody that is mega 99 please let me know because i'm a big fan <laughs> if you don't know mega 99 i mean just just send me a dm i say hey, i don't know mega 99 i will send you a link and from that link you know all you need to know about mega 99 i just really like mega 99 is a musician it's like a gospel yoruba musician and his genre of music is something that i really really like so i would love to have him on my podcast not even because he has anything to say but just because i like him a lot and that's all i can think about and if not mega nine then feisha yomotenwa she's somebody that i really really admire and she's an amazing person so yeah those are the two famous people that i would like to have on my podcast so thank you we've come to an end to we've come to an end we've the episode are finished. <laughs> I've been able to answer a lot of questions and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it was nice, insightful and fun. Also, before I round off, I would like to give a shout out to my friend Chisim. This week, Chisim tried egg soaked in stew and he really, really enjoyed it. He sent me video evidence of how elite the meal was so if you haven't tried if you want me to give you a shout out make sure you do something that i've recommended in this podcast so shout out to chisim for trying egg soaked in stew and for giving a genuine honest and very thoughtful review thank you so much for listening to today's episode don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend's friend to just tell everybody tell the whole world about the talks podcast and i pray that you have an amazing week ahead that's gonna be all for now love ebon baby